Welcome to Cutting Through, the No BS Pro AV podcast hosted by CEO and thought leader, Paul the Honey Badger Harris. Tune in as we unpack and discover the truths and lies surrounding Pro AV. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cutting Through, an Aurora multimedia podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We appreciate you listening along and uh, joining in for some Aurora Multimedia thought leadership. As you're listening, make sure that you're heading to our website, auroramultimedia.com. Again, auroramultimedia.com. For more information on some of the technologies and methodologies and just more thought leadership from the team that you might hear about today. And also make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations as well as notifications when we drop new ones. So it feels like we're constantly asking ourselves the question, is the pandemic finally over with? At last, has it arrived? And the answer seems to always be no, no, it isn't over. It continues to some degree. But we have turned a corner and we're starting to see the fog lift. Organizations are returning back to work. They're returning back to their venues. Restaurants are opening and soon large performance venues will be having live events again. But just because our nation will soon shift towards normalcy, that doesn't necessarily mean life with COVID is going away. And protecting people and reducing outbreaks is still going to be essential. One of those risk mitigation factors continues to be reliable temperature checks, either in or outside of brick and mortar establishments. How to do this in an efficient and frictionless way is truly going to be the name of the game moving forward. So today we're breaking down exactly how this technology will continue to intersect with facilities management moving forward and to talk about how AV solutions could accomplish this frictionless and efficient check-in process that we so desperately need. So, to explore the AV solutions available to accomplish this today is my guest, an innovator and the CEO of Aurora Multimedia, Mr. Paul Harris. Paul Harris, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. How are you doing today? Uh, doing well, thank you. Real pleasure getting to chat and source your thought leadership on this. We've got a ton to break down, so let's go ahead and get right to it, Paul. I want to start uh, by getting an overview of the technology here. Obviously, we're talking temperature tablets, and with the pandemic, temperature tablets have become an important solution for those environments where essential business has had to continue uh, and has had to operate, uh, at least in some capacity, during the pandemic. So if we have to look back on the last year, what lessons were learned from trying to integrate temperature check operations into business spaces and how have these learnings shaped what you're doing now in this space? Well, part of what's been learned is the, the continued needs of the customer because it's, it's not for them, it's not just about temperature tablets. It's about what's going to happen when they're not using the temperature tablet and how it's going to further their business so they get a good return on investment from the product. So with our Tavis product, we made sure that it was more than just a temperature tablet. It's That's one piece of what it does. It can do digital signage. It can do entryway uh, acknowledgements. For example, using a license to be scanned, to know who's at the door, interfacing it in to get into the doorway with security systems. Uh, it'll do hat detection, eyewear detection that you can use in warehouses if you had to. And it go, the list goes on and on, but it's, it's 
more of what we like to call an entryway experience where it's more than just the temperature tablet. Um, it can do gestureless form responses and so forth. So part of what we learned is making it more than just a temperature tablet. The other thing we also learned was giving them a better feel of accuracy with the technology. You'll see a lot of things that were dumped onto the market, which is unfortunate, which don't really read the temperatures correctly out there. And it, it gives a, a false sense of confidence. Whereas we spent a lot of time in development making certain that our technology will read the temperature of a person very accurately to within 0.5 degree Fahrenheit of any type of variance at any given time. So you get really good results with the way that the thermal technology works. And as more businesses now open up to full capacity, uh, what challenges will shape how you're going to continue to roll out this technology? Is there anything that's really framing the situation today you think is worth highlighting? Well, I think one of the things that people don't fully understand about these technologies is the difference between brands and what you're getting for that money as far as its capability. You can go on the cheap side and as I say, you, you get what you pay for and it's not going to read correctly and it's going to only do what it does. You put a little bit more into it, you can do a lot more and you get more accurate readings and a, a better reliability and better warranties. The, the one thing that I think is important for people to take away is it's not just about COVID and this pandemic. It's about quality of life and what's to happen next. For example, if you look at COVID right now, it was just announced uh, recently on the news that the new dominant in the United States is not the original variant that was in the US, it's now what they call the UK variant. Well, the UK variant happens to be even more contagious and it even has some, some slightly different symptoms with it as well. Actually, less people get the, uh, the taste and uh, smell issue, but you see some more people get other types of issues. Fever happens to be one of those issues uh, that people get with this. Is it everybody gets a fever? No, that's not the point of temperature tablets. Most of the point to use it correctly is it's an odds game. It's a matter of it takes only one person and a very highly contagious virus to spread it to many other people really quickly, and it multiplies. So you spread one from one person to three people. Those three people then spread it to nine people, and, well, we get the idea. The whole point is to, to put the odds in your favor. So if you could get that one person, even if it's just one person out of a contained room, room that will then expand the virus to multiple people, that in itself is a victory because you're helping to minimize how quickly it spreads until you can get the vaccines, until you can isolate and get better and do whatever needs to be done. So it's just a piece in the puzzle. And that's right now for this particular virus. As things have already proven, this is not going to be the first or the last. Is the African variant already? They're saying, I think there's a Brazilian variant now. Just a few years ago, we had a, a different type of um, virus that was floating around that luckily it didn't turn into a full-blown pandemic. So this is going to unfortunately be part of the new norm in the type of world that we are where uh, it only takes one person to spread something across the entire world really quickly. There's one other thing I, I do like to bring up to people, which is the one positive that's come out of this, if you can even call anything a positive, but I, I always try to bring out some type of positive, even in a bad situation, is if you really think about it, I ask people, when's the last time you got the flu or a regular cold? And I haven't found anyone yet. Uh, I'm sure I'm jinxing myself on this podcast, 
But usually the answer is, you know, I haven't gotten it since this whole thing started. And the reason is they're not nearly as contagious. And when everybody's taking these precautions, it keeps everybody better. So going forward, these tablets, even if the pandemic ends, even during flu season, to prevent that one person from going into work or into a school with the flu and to then prevent them from contaminating everybody else increases the quality of life. Uh, it prevents other people from getting unnecessarily sick. And yes, people do die from the flu. And it can actually help and assist in those type of situations, even with the elderly where uh, you get into the, uh, into the facilities where uh, they're more vulnerable and you can still continue to protect even against the lesser type of ailments going forward. So there's a continued value out of these temperature tablets uh, going forward with even ailments that do normally give you a fever. And that's a great point. There's actually been some studies out there. I wish I had concrete numbers, but they back up your anecdotal evidence there that uh, flu numbers are down to the point where the flu uh, might even be eradicated or at least <laughs> not forever. But this next strain didn't really have a chance to evolve, didn't have a chance to take hold of the population at scale and uh, could potentially minimize flu risks moving forward. So you're right, there are a lot of applications for this technology beyond just immediate uh, emergency pandemic, right? Uh, so if we dig in deeper to your technology, if I'm not mistaken, you designed the first USA-built full-solution temperature tablet, correct? That is correct. All right, exciting stuff. So intersecting this with the supply chain a little bit, how did having a USA manufacturing base help you develop your solutions over the last year, especially as our global supply chain took a major hit? And what learning lessons can be taken from that as well for other AV manufacturers? You know, we've always made our products in our own building. About 80% of our products have been built right in New Jersey in our corporate office. We, I'm proud to say we have our own pick and place lines, and it's uh, kind of fun to watch at times when these machines go crazy putting all the parts down. I, I like having control, and I try to do as much as I possibly can while remaining competitive uh, in the U.S. It's, it's important to try to support your own country if you can. But one of our, our mottos here is, you know, b uh, made in the USA, built for the world. Because it is a world economy, and it can't always just be about the U.S., uh, but we do take pride in it, and we also try to help out everywhere else in the world. Because, you know, we're all one people, as they say. The manufacturing, while the majority of it is built here, some other parts are, do have to come from other places, but we try to keep the channels tight, controlled, helps with security, helps with development and time to market. Uh, so it allows us to adapt to the needs of our customers very quickly where uh, we had one customer, they needed a printing ability, boom, we're giving them a printing ability. We had another one who wanted to scan like licenses for uh, driver's licenses, we gave it the capability. So anytime people have needed something for a particular project and where warranted, we've been able to step up and quickly adapt uh, the technology because we want to be known as the number one temperature and more of an entryway experience tablet to give more than that. We're actually working on next uh, two-way video intercoming. So when you're at the entryway, you can have a two-way video intercom with the person at the front door. Really beneficial for education. I mean, hugely beneficial for education. 
And while you may be the first built in the USA, uh, I'm imagining you're not going to be the last. And I'm sure in the past year, there's got to have been a proliferation of product manufacturers trying to get in on this trend, especially if they see it being a long-term one. And because it's an obvious need and because people not only recognize the benefits, uh, but you know because it is immediately applicable, I feel like this technology, like you said, is probably not going anywhere. So as more players enter the space and as this becomes an integrated part of facility management, how are solutions differentiating themselves in the space today? And which differentiators, in your opinion, have long-term viability? And how does Aurora's solution match up after you give us that lay of the land? So what happened is back in about April of last year, we were the first company to create this new pivot market doing these temperature tablets, but more than just a temperature tablet. And, and we knew that other companies were going to soon try to copy and do things. The original one was done in a partnership. The latest generation's 100% on our own. But what happened is, and it's unfortunate, is some manufacturers over in China, and they basically dumped it on the market and sold it to everybody and anyone. And then there was everybody and anyone, uh, silkscreen their name on it, making it look like they're the manufacturer. So you probably have about 100 manufacturers basically claiming they're the manufacturer, a product that really only two companies in China actually make. And unfortunately, those uh, we call them the 8-inch tablets. Not that I'm trying to talk ill of another company, but in this particular case, it, it, you got to call it what it is because it's it's hurting the market too with false perceptions. But they dumped a product that was not made to work very well and gives false readings where, you know, some of our interviews on my video, I even took a picture of Woody from the Toy Story, showed it at the screen, and their product is going normal temperature. How is a piece of paper with a picture of Woody even a valid temperature? So that, I think, unfortunately, uh, gave people bad installations and and uh, wrote up a lot of bad articles on temperature sensing because there's a lot of these inexpensive things dumped on the market. And it's not just with temperature tablets. It even happens with the ones that you hold up to your forehead or to your ear. When the government allowed anybody and everybody to, to just quickly throw temperature tablets and temperature devices in general on the market, uh, they're supposed to regulate and be compliant. But a lot of them, unfortunately, were unregulated and not really compliant. So they didn't put the due diligence into making sure they truly read a, a proper value and do the job. Whereas we do, and actually... We're even going to be submitting the latest generation and for uh, FDA 510K approvals or clearance to, to make it more in the medical grade category. Uh, that's how much we believe in our product and the technology we've put behind it. We differentiate ourselves because we have anti-spoofing. You can't hold the phone up to it like these other products to get in uh, or to get a clear temperature. You can't hold up a piece of paper and make it work. It will do Canthus because we have five times the resolution of the thermal sensing than those eight inch tablets. So we can read that soft tissue right in the corner of your eye where the tear duct is. And that gives you a closer to core temperature, which is more accurate. So because we have five times the resolution, we can read that extra detail and process that information. So that's another thing we can actually do that differentiates us. We have a full blown control system in it. And this is another big differentiator. We can make the system do anything we want it to do, control anything we want it to control, and change the look of the interface to the customer's needs. So it could be their logos, their color palettes, the way they want it to look. We even have advanced features like 
age and gender predictions so it could further a business. So let's say you're a restaurant bar. Well, maybe on Thursdays, you could tell that 500 people came in and 400 were men, and they were between the age of 30 and 45. Well, even though it's anonymous data, that's important to a business owner because maybe they need to bring more women if it's a bar situation where they want to balance out uh, the type of crowd they have, and maybe they don't have enough of one type or another to make that facility work the way it was intended to work. So that would be one example of how you can use the data that comes back from this, from the artificial intelligence that's built in to increase business flow or to understand where the peak hours are, that you have most of your traffic between this hour and this hour, but you don't between these. And what should I be doing to, to bring more business in? So it's not just about that. It's, it's about what you do with the information. You could be a car dealership sense that it's a particular type of person and put up a very specific ad targeting that type of person that they would be more interested in rather than putting up something that might, well, be of no interest and waste their time. So you could do controlled advertising with it, which is huge. There's no other product on the market that can do this. So yeah, we went really far above and beyond what people are doing with this technology. You know, what's curious about this kind of solution, and you mentioned it in your uh, Woody example, but besides hardware, perhaps even more important is the software solution that helps make these temperature tablets possible. For Aurora, that's the Tavis system, which I'll let you break down here in a second. Uh, but I'm sure to make these tablets a holistic solution, there has to be strategies around things like software integrations, data filtering, data analysis, uh, quality UI, quality user experience, etc. So can you walk through how you approached building the software side of this tablet and what factors helped influence your design decisions? And let's just go piece by piece here. So let's start with that question on software integration specifically. So how this tablet is meant to interact with other uh, you know, management portals, software that exists in corporate or business spaces today. Aside from doing temperature tablets, Aurora is known for doing AV over IP as well as control automation and HD base T. And in the control automation part, we have a technology called Reacts which we stand for uh, Action Reaction is where the name came from. It's spelled R-E-A-X. And it's a cool logo, by the way, just like the Tavis one is. You have to have a cool logo. So aside from the cool logos for these things, one of the things that makes it great is it's a open architect type platform where you can use our free tools to generate the code with drag and drop, or you can use just JavaScript. It's based on Node.js for those who want to get techie. And it allows you to put in custom code to interface it with any system that allows you to interface it with. So we can pretty much adapt it to communicate to any system that gives us the protocols to communicate to it and control the logic at which it does it. It, it could even turn on your lights, turn on a display, turn it off, do, I mean, pretty much whatever you want it to do with this Reacts engine. We also have, uh, software-wise, a tool called Tavis Central. And that also allows you to record the remote fees to use, uh, feeds to use it for security, uh, see all the statistics that we were talking about earlier, and uh, have a general overview for firmware updates or loading in things that you want to do that are custom. So yeah, we have a lot of software and tools that help make the thing very powerful and very easy to use. Another ease of use is the ability to take this data, 
process it quickly, process it efficiently, and then churn it back out in a way to the end user that is easy to analyze, uh, and then you know provide some broader insights too, insights over time and real time. So can you give us some thoughts on how you were able to build your temperature solution tablet around its data analysis capacity? From the data analysis with that Teva Central tool, what it does is every time somebody makes an entryway, there's a lot of different ways it can approach because we do a facial recognition, which can be done local, centralized, or both. So depending on every system is unique to the end user, and that's one of the beautiful things about it is we're not, it's not so much that we're telling you what to do. We are giving certain base functionalities, and then you can choose what you want to use, how you want to use it. And even if it doesn't have it, there are things you can do to hook it in to create the way it needs to flow. So for example, you may have a facility that when you first walk in, you have an RFID card that has nothing to do with our system. But when you hit it, it lets our system know that, let's say John Smith, we'll pick an average ordinary name that you see on TV all the time, to that he's at the entryway. And at that point, John Smith now has to answer a questionnaire and then using our gesture, whether it's nodding your head yes or no, or raising your left hand, the right hand for yes or no. He then answers the question, have you been near somebody recently that has been infected and so forth, and then answers it accordingly. And while that's happening, we're taking their temperature, checking if there's a mask, because maybe he has to have a mask on. It's that still that mode of operation for mask necessity. And all that gets logged in. And if that all passes, then the door unlatches, that data is stored, and he continues on. If it fails, well... We then don't let that person in. We then provide a secondary test because you should always provide a secondary methodology if they should fail. So this way you can make absolutely certain that it is a true failure. And uh, once the secondary process has gone through, then obviously the facility and their policies have to deal with that particular situation. It'll be logged in. The statistics of how many people passed will be logged, how many people uh, failed will be logged. Uh, You can even take snapshots of the people who fail if you wanted to, so that way you can make certain it was a legitimate fail, or for that matter, you can do it for pass also, just to make certain that no one's trying to use somebody else's identity with an RFID tag uh, to try to get around the system. So there's a lot of different ways you can customize it to take this data, feed it back into the system, and you can even have it alert. So this way, you can even make it so like every day, every week, whatever, you can have it email the statistics to the person and the information about who passed, who failed as well. So this way, if you want um, a list of all the failures for the week or for the day, you can have that alerted and uh, emailed to somebody. So we do have alerts on the system too. And it's all web-based, by the way. So what you see on the panel can be different on what the operator sees. Operator can see all the full detail. User, as far as they're concerned, they only have to see pass or fail or whatever you want to text you want to use to let them know whether they're good to go or not good to go. For the operator, they can see every little thing they want, or you can even have multiple operators where some see more information than others. So it's, it's got uh, profiles and, and grouping and, and security levels. So it's, it's very robust in, in how it can present the information. You could see this on iPads, Android tablets, PCs. doesn't matter. It, it will reflect the information, anything that has a web server, even your phone. Last but not least on this, I want to get your thoughts on the user interface and user experience side of the software design. As you customized this for use and you know considered both the end user getting their temperature read as well as the operator of the tablet, 
what kind of decisions went into making that user experience as well as user interface seamless, easy to understand, and uh, you know effective and responsive? We came up with our what we call an out-of-the-box experience where it does a good amount of what we're claiming on our marketing data to make it so that right out of the box, it'll just work. Uh, where you could turn on off mask, uh, you, you can uh, do email alerts, you can do uh, the eyewear detection, forehead, canthus, and, and so on, uh, digital signage. So a lot of these base features, it's already out of the box, ready to go. As far as getting a little bit more fancy and moving things around and changing it, that does require a little bit of know-how in somebody who does understand what they're doing. We have authorized dealers across the world uh, who are capable of modifying and changing the experience. It's not to say that an end user can't do it, but they've got to kind of know what they're doing. You know, it, it is still a programming language nonetheless. Uh, so I usually do recommend to try to have an authorized dealer take care of that. Uh, that's why we have authorized dealers. We don't usually just dump these products onto the market like you see a lot of people. You'll find them on Amazon and this and that, and and you get no support. You have no idea who the real manufacturer is. There's a bug. God only knows if it will ever be fixed. Whereas with ours, you report a bug, we get on it right away. Uh, you uh, want a new feature, and it seems like the masses can benefit from it. A lot of times, it is actually added in if it's feasible. So you get more one-on-one -on -one experience with that, but I, I definitely highly recommend, we, we have authorized dealers for a reason, and that is, it's a serious piece of gear. I mean, it, it, it does a lot, and you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a gizmo that you, just, you know, that you just buy and you throw up like a toy. It's something that, if used right, plays a very serious role in the day-to-day -day operations. I mean, if you remember earlier, I was talking about education. I mean, think about what education does, especially the K through 12. Almost every school has some form of what they call a man trap, where before you can get into the building, you got to get okayed and then buzzed in. So picture instead this tablet now, instead of a simple intercom and maybe a remote video camera hanging off somewhere, now whether it's a parent or somebody else who has to enter the school, we have the ability to two-way conference them uh, from, let's say, the, the main office uh, find out who they are, have them show their license, scan it in, take a snapshot or a video of them through our product, uh, verify that they don't have a temperature, verify that they are wearing a mask through it, document it into the system so that way they're logged into the system uh, digitally, conform to any standards of the code, and assuming that all checks out, you could even have a badge printer hooked up to our device, print out a sticker right there so they don't even have to come to the office, put the sticker on, and then they could be told where they need to go. You could even flash up a map of the building and say, see this first floor, blah, blah, blah? That's where you're going. And then the person goes to the blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, it, it's if you notice in that application, we took something as simple as just taking a temperature and we just turned it into a full safety security man trap that is also going to allow them to remotely buzz them in and trigger the relay that opens up that door. So in that example, we just demonstrated how something that they normally have to pay a good amount of money to do what we're giving for our price point, they'd have to buy in separate pieces of software and equipment to even make it do what we're giving away as part of a normal temperature tablet. So from a value, we're saving people a lot of money and giving them a lot of capability. 
Can we take all of this and ground it then into some more specific examples? I mean, you've given us plenty, but uh, are there any uh, specific success stories that you can link to a particular client? Or if you don't want to get that specific, at least just generalize for us, you know, what the effects of this full solution temperature tablet uh, and the Tava system have had for end users and what kind of operational efficiency this has created for them? What are the domino effects there? We've had car dealerships, a major car dealership is using it for for when people come into the facility and, and you know before they can go in and shop for cars and they have some digital signage on it as well we have a furniture franchise uh using it for their workers right now we have one of the airlines is using it for their workers when their workers come in they're uh they're getting their temperature checked actually one of the cool features that we recently implemented that they're looking at utilizing is pulse ox so pulse oxygen levels because with covid and certain more severe respiratory type viruses or diseases, your pulse oxygen level will go down. And that can be a sign that not only are you ill, but you could have a severe problem that's about to happen. So especially when you're about to board a plane, the last thing you want is somebody having a major issue while they're airborne. So uh, yes, we do have an airline using it uh, right now and deployed. Uh, we do have schools, like I told you, they're using it for entryways. Some are mobiles uh, where they roll it about with our carts. Uh, you know, we have all different type of uh, stands that can be utilized, and others are more permanent installations. We have, um, i trying to think of how to describe this other one. I just recently was at a uh, pharmaceutical company that's using it, and they're using it as part of their entryway for their RFID to get into it. So they, they show their RFID, they take their temperature, answer the questionnaire, and then it gives them access into the building. Uh, so we're doing that as well with uh, a pharmaceutical company. So those are just a few off the top of my head. As you could tell, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of these units out there already. And those are just a few off the top of my head that are, are some of the examples that you're looking for. All right, let's look ahead now at how some of these temperature solutions may be put to use in various industry segments. For many of those segments, the process of temperature checks before entering a building can be cumbersome, to say the least. Uh, it can slow the entrance process down, as well as the whole visiting experience, and putting that at the forefront of the solution and the integration of the solution is definitely important. The customer definitely uh, you know, rules the success today. Now, if you take this one step further and apply it to, you know, let's say, a large office setting or an entertainment venue, a forehead scan with a laser temperature may not work as well or as quickly. Uh, you know, you have several people entering funnels all at the same time. So tell me about your solution and how it is helping expedite the process. When people want to, you know, let's say go to a concert, you know, how do you get that process to not hamper the experience? And how do you balance ease of use with an effective solution where you don't compromise either? So, I mean, no matter what you do when you're scanning somebody, it's going to, to some degree, slow the process down. It's, it's just unavoidable, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Some people have tried. So before I go into mine, it's to talk about the things that don't work and why we do things the way we do that, that do work well. Sure. So you'll see some, there's some temperature scanning out there where they'll do like 10, 20 people at a time. So you think, wow, that's great. I get lots of throughput. No, that's bad. And here's why. Okay, you, you're scanning, let's say, even 10 people. Okay, so you scan 10 people. What if one of those people has an issue? Who's going to go into that group of 10 people, grab the person out without making a scene, 
tell them to come to the side, which now you're potentially contaminating the person who has to now go into the crowd to grab that person. Not to mention you just clustered 10 people together, potentially with one or more people who have some type of an issue. Well, that's not distancing. That's not social distancing at all. That's just creating a mess of things is what it's doing. Social distancing is obviously keeping a certain distance apart from each other until you're cleared and then move forward and then prop then following proper procedures thereafter. So first thing is ours does is designed to do a one at a time approach because that is the best way to do it. So the other thing too is when you're doing multiple people at the same time, you got to get them to look up at the sensor. If they're wearing hats and coats and everything else, you might not actually scan them. So if everybody's going through too quick, people do get through without actually being scanned because, well, you got to look at 10 different temp, an operator, think about it, has to read 10 different temperatures at the same time. And then if one of them or more come back as a false, now you got to convey to somebody else who's going to be grabbed out of that crowd, stops the process anyway, and you get the idea. It's, it's not a good way of doing it. So with ours, it takes about a second to read the temperature, but realistically, by the time the person gets there, pauses, waits for the result, and then just human nature of stopping, aligning, pausing, usually it's about three to five seconds a person before they fully make it through. Now, there are things you can do to, to speed up the process in other ways. So for example, let's say you're doing the concert like you were talking about. Well, if you integrate our system into the, to the scanning of the tickets, well, now you're, instead of having an operator there to scan the tickets, which normally creates a slight delay as they're walking in, if the person holds the ticket up, they know to, that it's a valid person to even be scanned to begin with. Because if the ticket's not valid, well, then why are you even going to scan them to begin with? So they could scan the ticket, see that it's a valid person, and then do the temperature check to see if they're able to actually go into the concert. That way, the pause is integrated into one of the necessities that you would normally do anyway, and you just offloaded something that you would need many people to actually hold handheld scanners for the tickets. It all depends on how you customize it for the environment, but if you, if you do it the right way for your environment, you can actually save time and save labor as well in some cases based on what you're doing, so you can utilize that for other needs that, that have to take place at the facility. Uh, there's an example right there of how you can speed up the process while keeping everything going. And like I said, even if you're not doing temperature anymore, you might just keep it there just to read in the tickets so that way somebody doesn't have to stand there all day long holding a scanner until everybody's met into the building. They just hold their ticket up and then it unlocks the gate for them to go through and then they go through and then the next person comes up and unlocks the gate. Uh, another thing you could do is if it's a very large throughput, you do more than one tablet. I mean, if you're going to create five lines, well, then you're going to want five tablets to keep the flow going. Uh, if you keep one tablet, well, then you can only move at the speed of one tablet. Uh, you, you do three, four, five tablets, well, then you're, you know, doubling, quadrupling, tripling, so forth, the throughput. So that's some examples right there. And based on some observations, working with clients and trying to get these solutions to be more commonplace, do you think there's a tendency for businesses, uh, you know, maybe smaller ones that didn't return to in-person environments uh, during COVID or have yet to return. Do you think there's a tendency for any demographic of business to overlook the need for temperature checks? Uh, and if so, you know, what kind of advice would you give them? How do you maneuver that challenge? Part of getting back to work is making people feel as safe as possible. 
So as I said earlier on, is temperature the end all? Because I know some people say, oh, I didn't even get a temperature. That's right. You may not have gotten a temperature, but the other person may have. And as I stated already, it only takes that one person. So part of it is doing what is necessary to keep the employee safe. So that way you can at least honestly say you did what you could to take all precautions to keep those employees from potentially getting sick and worse. Look, it's it's up to each person and, co- and company what they do to make sure people get back to work safely. If it's a really small business, a temperature tablet might not be the best thing if it's really small, where they might just have a, you know, just a simple uh, temperature gun and that, that does the job for them. But when you have a lot of throughput or a lot of customers and like gyms and things of that nature where people are constantly going by a bagel store, whatever it might be, then, you know, you got a large throughput. Do you really want to put somebody at an arm's length to take somebody's temperature? Because that in itself is putting the person at an arm's length in risk. So how much risk do you want to give your employees that you don't have to uh, if you can avoid it? So these are some of the things that they have to take into consideration to get back to work. So when it comes to the demographics of it, it falls into every category. It's really just looking at the needs, the throughput, and what you're doing. And most importantly with our product, how you can really take advantage of it so that you didn't just spend it on a temperature tablet, that you spent it on so much more that's going to get you more business. Put up advertisements. You're a bar. Put up an advertisement for for Coors Beer. I'm not playing favorites here. It could be Budweiser or whatever other brand that you like out there. But the point is that you can even make money from our products for those business owners that are out there. What if uh, just using the tablet, whether or not there's no fever at a later time, just putting up a menu board on it so they can see it or put the, the special of the day up there. So this way, when people walk in, they can see an ad for the special of the day. And if they need to get scanned, they can get scanned too. And while you have their attention, you are showing them the special of the day. So the way I like to tell business owners of how to look at this is to look at it and implement it in a way that's going to earn revenue for your company. If you treat it as a temperature tablet, that's just addressing the safety issue. If you address the other things that it's capable of, now you're doing something that can further your business and advance your business and do things in your company that you were never able to do, even for a corporation. How nice would it be to know that you have a guest coming and to have that guest announced when they first walk in that, oh, welcome so-and-so, go to room 502, we're waiting for you. A good way to greet people, makes them feel good, and it's also instructing them where they need to go. So if it's utilized the correct way, it's so much more. And that's, once again, what differentiates us from everybody else on the market. All right, Paul, we're just about wrapped with our discussion. Uh, But before we go, I wanted to make sure we covered everything. So is there anything else about the temperature tablet we haven't discussed yet that you want to tell our listeners about uh, or just some outlook moving forward about how you might see this integrated? Um, Just to mention, we have uh, four different products available. We have a 10-inch, a 15-inch, and a 21-inch. 21-inch, obviously, really good for digital signage. And the box version allows people to create their own uh, concepts. So... They can use it with a 50-inch screen if they wanted to. So that way you can have a bigger screen and the sensor could be mounted wherever you is advantageous. The the best advice I'd have for people at this point is go to our website, www.auroramm.com. Another shortcut is gotavis.com, go-t-a-v-i-s.com. You could check out what we have there and see for yourself all its capabilities. We have full uh, data sheets, specification sheets, uh, 
manuals up there that you can look through and see all the wonderful things that these products do, all the accessories for them. And if you have any questions, more than happy to uh, email us or call us. Uh, the email is sales, and it's plural, at auroramm.com. And we're more than happy to take questions. And, uh, you know, we can always customize things if it's applicable uh, for what you're trying to do. So we never say no right away. We always like to hear what you're trying to do and see if we can accommodate it, even if we can't do it just yet. We've done it quite a few times, and we're still capable of doing that. I love it. Keep things flexible. Keep things responsive. That's the name of the game. Absolutely. Thank you so much to our guest today, Paul Harris, CEO of Aurora Multimedia, for giving us some insights on your solution, as well as just more broadly how temperature tablets will continue to play a role in health and safety in brick and mortar establishments, everything from entertainment venues to office spaces and anything in between. Paul, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cutting Through, an Aurora Multimedia Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're subscribing to Cutting Through on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure that you're heading to our website, auroramultimedia.com. Again, auroramultimedia.com. We'll be back with another great episode in the near future. But until then, I've been your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.